Please note the information contained in this podcast is general in nature and does not take into consideration your personal circumstances. If you need advice, please seek out a licensed financial professional. Hello, listeners. I'm Dora Pappas. And I'm Greg Fay. Welcome back to another episode of Better Real Estate. We'll be talking about finding the perfect rental and be chatting to an expert guest about how you can decorate your home, your rental home, that is, while still ensuring that you're going to get your bond back. Well, we like that. But even if you're not a renter, don't switch off. If you own a home and want to decorate nice and easily or are considering renting out your property to tenants, you will find our expert style tips right up your alley. Fabulous. Looking forward to it. All right, so you've found the place that you really like and you've conducted an inspection and you're ready to proceed. You'll need to go through all the application and the paperwork with oh, the agent. Jump through the hoops. <laughs> yes. Yes, no, you've, you've got to have, like it's like a, a rental record. You've rented before from, from your landlord or agent even to say that you're, you've met the rent every week and your property was fine, you looked after the property, that sort of thing, that stuff's gold. What if you've never rented before? Oh, geez, probably references yep. from upstanding members of the community. Just <laughs> letting you know. Not me oh, then. Well, no, I don't know. Editor of Better Homes and Gardens magazine. Oh, yes. Jeez. You also need proof of income. Yes. So some sort of pay slips or something like that. I mean, it's like buying a house, isn't it? You know, yep. I, I guess anything that a landlord needs to know that you're going to be able to afford to pay the rent and that there's a regular source of income that you can actually meet those repayments every week. And I guess proof of identity first and foremost, well, yeah? Well, yeah, they'd like to know who you are. Fair enough. So what happens when you're actually signing on with an signing agent? On a, yeah, signing yep, on, the, signing dotted on line. the dotted line. So you love the property, you've signed the lease, you've paid your bond. <gasps> yes. You've got it. You've got it. It's yours. <sighs> but there's a condition report that will also find its way towards you. Yeah, and uh, that's very important, Dora. That, yes. That basically says the state of the property that you're renting and, and anything that's wrong with it, what's included, what's there, what's not. Right. Um, go through it with a fine tooth comb. It's filled out by the landlord um, and you've got an opportunity to review it and then make your own little amendments if you see fit. So go through it room by room, note what's there and, and that's all fine, but if you notice something else, make sure it goes on there as well. And also, take photos. Yes, photos, I was just about to say that. Say a thousand words, as they say, and absolutely, photographic evidence is always uh, a big plus. And if you do all that, you'll get your bond back. Well, yeah. Or you should get your bond back well, anyway. You don't destroy it, yeah. <laughs> Checking properties online is really popular, and it's you know there's. It's a- Great place to start, isn't it? Absolutely. I mean, you can um, you get all the little photos that come with it. You'll probably get a floor plan if if you're lucky because no doubt if it's a rental investment, someone has bought it, perhaps it's one of those new apartments, so they always have um, little floor plans, little floor plans yeah. with them. Yeah, exactly. So that's um, well worth it. But, you know, don't... Um, You've had a look at Google Earth and you've had a look at the street and you've formed an opinion and maybe it's a bit of a negative opinion and you're about to dismiss that property, I'd say don't. Yeah, no, I I think it's just like buying a home. You can't tell a book by its cover and it's well worth going in and checking the property out as well. But I guess at least uh, by going online and and doing all your street views and so on, you can sort of weed out the stuff you don't want to see and 
and concentrate your search a bit, can't you? Yeah, but I always like to yeah, explore like a little pound bit further. The pay, pay on the pavement or Yeah, a bit old-fashioned that way. <laughs> Not just that way. <laughs> <laughs> a few more tips that you should consider is, say, measuring the space. Is there room for your refrigerator? In fact, is there a refrigerator already there? What about a washing machine, a dryer, things like that? Yeah, space no, is really that's, important. That's very, you don't want to go through all the motions and then find out your fridge isn't going to fit. Oh, You've wouldn't that be just dreadful? Go somewhere else. Absolutely. The other thing is, is there a garden? Do you have to maintain it? Does the yeah. landlord maintain it? Where are the PowerPoints? I know I'm getting right into the detail yeah, now. Nitty, that's nitty-gritty. That's nitty-gritty stuff, but that's what I'm here for. Is the NBN connected? Not all areas have the NBN connected. Oh, so, you know, well, you know, they're rolling them out, but if you need it for your work, if you work from home, it might be something you need to consider. If you really want me to go into the nitty-gritty, what about do the lights actually work? Well, fair enough. Is the oven clean? Does the oven work? Does the stove work? You've got to check these things out. You they may hungry. or may not be in, a, in some condition report. It's up to you to figure out right at the well, outset when yeah. you're actually inspecting. Do you need built-ins? Are you going to have to sort of be up for a wardrobe? So yeah. if the built-ins are there, no wardrobe necessary. Smoke alarms, how many are there? Ah, very you know, good, very nice. Just all these little tips that um, are really important, I think. Um, and is the building pet-friendly or is the house pet-friendly? If you've got pets. Well, I've got one pet, one naughty cat, but I've got a pet. These are just a few things for you to consider when you're actually looking at a rental. Yeah, no, good work. That's I wouldn't have thought of any of that. Yeah, that's why I'm here. Fair enough. <laughs> now we're going to be talking with Michael Sloan of Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate to get his top tips on securing your perfect rental property. Michael, hello and welcome back to the show. Thank you, Dora. Hi, Greg. Hey, Michael. We'll need your insight in this topic because both Dora and I have never rented. My mum sort of persuaded me to buy a first home at 19 and I haven't uh, ever rented a place. Well, your mum's very smart. That's all I can say. <laughs> Get you into the market at that age. That's wonderful. And my dad and my mum were pretty smart too. <laughs> now, what's the very first thing our listeners need to know about when they're looking for a rental property? Turn up on time at the uh, open inspection. And look, you know, if you do decide to apply for that property, fill in the application form properly. You know, it seems fairly simple, but be amazed how many times we get an application for uh, a property and we'll go through the details. The work email for the uh, tenant or for the applicant is missing. And, and sometimes they'll just write on there, I don't know. <laughs> what they're really saying is, I can't be bothered looking it up. You look it up. <laughs> I'm sorry. How could someone write? I don't know. I just they, that's what they'll say. You know, oh. they might work at Coles or something, and just say, "What's the email address of where we can check your employment?" And they'll just write, "I don't know." If there's lots of applicants. Some property managers will just look at that and put it at the bottom of the pile. I was just going to say that. I was going to say, so does that application go to the bottom of the pile or get well, tossed in know, the bin? And how many there are. There's only one you probably find out. But, <laughs> but there's missing details. There's, if there's three adults in, in the property, this is certainly the case in Victoria anyway. If there's three adults, all three have to fill in the application and they have to provide their 100 points of ID. They have to give you their rental history. They have to give you... Um, their employment details so that you can check that, you know, that what they're telling you is actually correct. 
And tell me, when, um, say, a renter does turn up at a property, um, how do they stand out so that they're memorable and that the agent gets a favourable impression of them? That's a really good question. And it amazes me uh, when I'm doing an open inspection, when people come in and they don't engage with the property manager, they don't say anything about themselves. Because what you want as a potential tenant is you want that manager to have a good impression of you when they're back in the office or when they're talking to someone who's going to do the research. Quite often an agent will have a a secret code. They've got a a listing of the people that have gone through the open and they're just going to give you a tick or a cross. And that will tell the people in the office or remind them later what their first impression was about you. And I can tell you this, you need a tick. Yeah, talk about how far away you work from the property. So it's really convenient. Talk about your employment history. Oh, I do this and I've been there for 10 years. If you've been renting privately, then you need to give some really good history about that because you know everyone who is a really bad tenant who's been thrown out, when they go for the next property, they put on the application form, I've been renting privately. Right. Right. So that's bad for those of you that have been. So if you've been renting from a family member or someone down the street and you put renting privately, that's a red flag to us straight away. Is, the is, question is, are you, were you really renting privately or are you trying to hide your rental history? Can they prove that by, say, if it is true, because some people do, um, can they prove yeah. that by showing their bank statements or something like that? What what would make you go from a negative impression or a red flag to a green flag, let's say? That's a good question. And that's certainly one of the cases, showing where the rent has been going and who it's been paying to. Mm-hmm. But getting a um, you know reference from that person, whoever it is, mm-hmm. you know, even if it is your mum, mm-hmm. you know, just showing some history of yes, you did live in that property, and that's where your mum lives. You know, yeah. Um, so just whatever you can, but just look look at it from the owner's point of view. And this is what I say to people that come through the open. You know, I had a lady the other day and she said, you know, I'm a single mother, I don't work, uh, my son lives, uh, no, my husband lives overseas and he won't be living in this property. So, <laughs> so he's paying the rent. So I have no income to put down and I don't have rental history. And I just said, and she was a really lovely lady, and I just said, look, imagine the phone call that we have with the owner. We called the owner, there was a lot of applicants for this property, and we say, we've got this applicant, she's a, she's looks after a four-year-old child, she doesn't work, her husband's overseas, he's not going on the lease because he's not going to live in the property. But basically, she has no income that she can show us and she doesn't have a rental history. But she's if a really owner, lovely lady. <laughs> yeah, lovely. I really liked her. So I said, what would you say? And she went, oh, yes, that's true. And I said, you need to give us more than that. Mm-hmm. And you know what? She offered to pay a year in advance. Well, that that'd ah. do, do it for me. So if she I wasn't was, mucking around. She was, you know, she was authentic. That, that'd do it um, for me if I was a, a landlord for <laughs> sure. For sure, it certainly helps, doesn't it? Give yeah. you some reassurance. And, and um, but for, that type of thing, look look yourself and say, how would I look to an owner of this property? How would I appear as a prospective tenant? And if you recognise yourself as something missing, then fill in the gap. Um, can I ask you one other question? There's a lot of first-time renters out there. Now, they have no history of paying anyone anything. Um, 
what do they do? Quite quite often they are definitely at the bottom of um, the pile. So what do they do to get noticed or, I mean, have you got any tips for them? Look, it's it's not easy. Um, that situation happened with my son. Yeah. And in the end, because <laughs> he wanted to leave home and we were ready for him to leave home, <laughs> in the end we bought an investment property that he could move into. He just could not rent a property. Thinking of the renter now, what, what are some of the things, if they go to an inspection, that they should probably ask the property manager? Is, is Looking at the other side of the coin, what, what from their point of view is, is something they could do? One thing they've got to do, which a lot of people neglect, they, they wander around. It does surprise me sometimes, you know, when we're looking at a property that four, five, six hundred dollars a week and people are there for 10 minutes and put in an application. And then after they move in, they say, oh, I just realized no screen door on the back door. And, and it's like, well, there was no screen door when you came through. You know, it hasn't changed. And you applied to rent that property. Yeah. So have a really good look at the property and make sure that you know what's included and what's not included. And that's the time to say, you know what, I'd love to rent this property and I've got a really good history, but I'd like a screen door on the back door or I'd like a security door on the front door for me to apply for this. And then we will take that to the owner and say, look, we've got a really good application, but they'd like a security door and they'd like a screen door. And most owners will say, yeah, that's fine. Let's get that done. So have a good look at what's included and and make sure you understand it. But look at, if it's an older property, just look at things like it, are the rooms, is there any dampness in any of the rooms? Look in the wardrobes to, to see if there's going to be dampness issues. Um, ask the property manager if there are any known issues with that property and ask them if there's any known issues with the neighbours. Mm. Like you don't know that they're, um, the tenants aren't moving out because they've got the neighbours from hell. <laughs> and the property manager... <laughs> the property manager is working for the vendor, so they're trying to get a new a new tenant. Um, but if you ask them and it's known, then they have to tell you. And what about asking them things like um, what the intentions of the owner um, actually is in the long term? Are they going to keep it as a rental or are they planning That's, to yeah, knock great. it down? What are they? Yeah. Can you ask those questions? Yes, you can. And I volunteer that, you know, mm. particularly when... It gets back to the earlier point I made about engaging with the property mm. uh, manager that's on site, mm. you know, talking to them about what you're looking for. Because if if you don't put it on your application form, but you're looking for somewhere for four or five years, you know, as a, as a property to live in, and someone else might only want it for 12 months while they're building a house around the corner, mm. well, you're going to look a stronger applicant to the owner, but only if you tell us. Yes. So if you don't say, yeah, I'm looking for somewhere for four or five years, we'll never know. So I often say to uh, prospective tenants, look, this is a an investor. Um, we've we're looking after this property. We sold this property to the to the owner, and we look after it, and we do a good job, and we'll look after you if you do a good job with us. We'll do a good job with you, pay on time, and and look after the property, and then we'll be fine. Um, and they are looking for a long-term tenant. Is that, does that suit you? Then we find out from them, you know, what the answer is. If they say, no, I only want someone for six months or 12 months, they're not going to look as strong as someone who says, yes, I'm looking for a long-term rental property. 
But uh, some owners obviously might have that property ready for, uh, they want to sell it, they want to knock it down or something like that. So yeah. you, you need to tell the prospective yeah, tenant. Yeah, definitely tell them if that's yeah, happening. that's good. Yeah, they have the right to know. If the owner, you know, wants to move in in 12 months, then we tell them. And then if that person is building a house around the corner and they say, well, that's great, I'm mm. building a house, we just need somewhere to live while the house is getting built. Mm. then you've got a match. So we would put that person in ahead of someone who really wants a long-term rental but is going to move out Um, because it just works for everyone. It's like matchmaking service, you know, (laughs) like Tinder, getting two people (laughs) together and saying, what's your, you know, what are your personality and traits and what are you looking for and what are yours? And then we match them together and hopefully we're looking for a match made in heaven. (laughs) I don't know what to say to that, Michael. You've just floored me with that one. Um, But it is so true. Anyway, thank you so much for your great tips. Um, It's been my pleasure. Before you go, Michael, tell us how uh, and our listeners how they can get in touch with you. Oh, thanks, yes. Uh, so Michael Sloan, um, Managing Director of Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate in Richmond in Victoria. So if you search for Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate online, you'll find our, our website and our offices around the country all listed on there. And, um, you know, for more tips and hints on property uh, investing and buying, you can just search on Michael Sloan Investment Property on Google and you'll get a whole range of different resources. You might even find my book. Uh, it's called the formula to successful property investing. You like, can buy in Dimmix, by the way. I was going to say, I expect my copy in the mail, Michael. <laughs> yeah, okay. Just for you, Dora. Just for me. Anyway, thanks so much again, Michael. Bye. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me back. Thank you. Hey, Greg, how smart was it about asking about what uh, the neighbours might be like? Oh, no, and whoever thought a property manager was a matchmaker? <laughs> <laughs> I would never have thought that in a month of Sundays, but there hey. You go. Well, next up, we'll be looking at something that's close to your heart door, I know, an interior designer, and they'll be telling us how renters can make themselves feel at home in a rental property because, you know, you can't start painting or, or smashing down walls and all that sort of thing. So she'll have some great tips for us too. I'm looking forward to that. We'd like to welcome Alana Smith. Alana's an interior designer and uh, construction manager. Now, Alana, maybe a bit out of your remit, but we thought that, Mm. uh, you know, your experience in design and and seeing so many people's homes might give you some ideas on um, what renders can do. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me back. Um, uh, Look, we've all rented at some point. Um, you know, and the we never have. Oh, Laura haven't you? I have never rented. <gasps> Confession time. I've never rented. You've never rented. No, straight from home into my own home. I don't think I've ever met anybody that has never rented. Well, you've you've never you met. met... <laughs> you met two. I've ne- I never did it. Either. Mine officially blown. We were. We were right. so, yeah, <laughs> I was a good little Greek girl once. Oh. Mm. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I mean, anyway. you, you, well, really, you, mean you, you really haven't the... missed out on, on anything, I suppose, the, no. the stress of moving in and out every six months or so. Oh, that would really stress do me Do your head out. in. Yeah, it would mm. definitely do my head in. I like order. Mm. Yes. Well, then, you know, that's that's the, the point, though, as well, with wanting to, to decorate um, your rental. It can be hard, especially when it changes. And so you want to have something that can be flexible and adaptable and, really the same system kind of move with you, 
no matter where you no are. No matter where you go. Yep. So okay. it's just modifying that. Okay. So you're talking furniture. Yeah, look, I mean, it, I always start with your shell. So, yeah. you know, maybe your new apartment has horrible floors or the walls are just a dull beige and you want to try and cover them up, you know, or... I don't know, maybe there's some pretty funky pendant lights or something like that that, you know, so kind of I find the 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 bits of the shell first, regardless of my stuff, that I probably want to cover up and then, you know, sort of make a plan from there. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, for instance, if it is the floors, you know, what can we look at? Is there some um, removable uh, floor tiles or rugs? Um, what areas can you know are going to be the most exposed and and how can we cover them up i always figure a rug covers a multitude it does of sins. cover a multitude of sins and you can get them in all sorts of sizes whether shapes yeah and it's just exactly. it's cool now to layer rugs and, and even, even put rugs over carpet yeah. um i mean it's great it's just evolved um over the years especially with other leading markets that have always been so much further ahead than Australia, like the American or the European rental markets and what's available to them um, is now available here. Um, and also, you know, with the likes of search engines like Pinterest and so forth, Yes, just the, the billions the ideas. of ideas oh. and, um, yeah, and product that you're able to access now makes decorating and, uh, an apartment much easier and much funner. So you were talking about the lighting. So you're, mm. you're talking about actually the ceiling lights and yeah, things like look, that? Yeah, um, look, when it comes to the fixtures, whether it's maybe your your tapware or the, the light fittings, like you, maybe it's a really old shower head or something and it just looks a little bit manky. <laughs> um, like it's not, uh, there are so many beautiful economic like tapware and, and lighting fittings that are all... Um, you know, to, of, of great quality as well. So as long as, you know, all your pieces are compliant here with yes. the, the building codes and so forth. But, you know, having a, a plumber and electrician come and swap over, say, for instance, your shower tapware and a lighting pendant, you store everything in a box and just make sure it goes back, you know, the, the way it was at the end of your lease. Oh, um, right. You could, you could totally do, you know, and would be worthwhile, especially, if, you know, rather than standing staring at a... Um, a manky you know, an, shower an, head. A manky shower head, <laughs> you know. Mm, not, I um, don't fancy getting under one of those. No, no. no. And, and again, it's just come a long way uh, and we're now seeing product that is really ideal for these kind of rental situations or short-term situations. And I suppose too if it was something that was going to need to be left behind, Unless it's too way out there, your landlord's not really going to be upset if you're, um, I mean, you have to ask permission, yeah, of course. Yeah, absolutely. But, um, you know, you're really actually yeah, well, helping to upgrade it. his yeah. property. Yeah, look, yeah. and, you know, it, it could be something that you could reuse or, or on-sell, um, you know, again, you know, the, the renovation market itself as well is hot for secondhand tapware that's maybe only, you know, six months old, those kind of things. So what else would you do, um, would you advise? Like, so we talked about the rugs, we talked about mm. lighting because, of course, lighting comes with lamps and there's yeah, ambiance look, I, there. But what else could you do? Any any home, whether it's rental or, or not, I would say, you know, your floor lamps and your table lamps are always yeah. my choice of, of mood lighting. Yep. Um, so it's just really if there was some light fixtures in there that were, 
you know, not really to your taste, that it is easy enough to, to change them as long as you're working with that, that the substrate that's there, yep. you know, the pendants are roughly the same weight, mm. those kind of things. Um, you shouldn't have a problem with that. And it means that you, you know, obviously don't have to stare at that ugly light fitting for the time that you're, <laughs> you're there. Um, so yeah, if the, obviously with artwork and things like that, it's very difficult. It's another common one for rentals, especially here in Australia yes. is we can never put holes in walls and we do have some gorgeous inventions of the 3M hooks and so forth Love 3M that hooks. allow you to do things. But, you know, the most beautiful way to style art is sometimes just on a low low bench or stacked, you know, maybe or layered together over each other or a beautiful dressing table and rather it it just be leaning against the wall. Yeah, um, it's definitely sort of very on trend um, yeah, as well. There's something to be said for that leaning casually mm. against the wall, isn't yeah. there? Yeah. So you might have a console table and then you've got a piece of art, be it small That's right. or large. Yeah, and you sort of want to create vignettes with your artwork. Mm -hmm. um, so if you do have that beautiful buffet or that little stool or something, mm -hmm. long stool maybe in the hallway that the artwork is resting on, you can put some other little pieces, maybe it's a little pot plant or, you know, picture frames or some books, magazines, things like that, and create those little vignettes around your apartment or house. And you'll really sort of start to get the feel of it being more your home rather than just a somewhere you're transiting That's through. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I guess it's those little parts. Um, so greenery for me is another big one. Nothing like a pot plant to fill an unusable space um, or to block a bit of of that boring beige wall. Um, you know, sort of speaking of, of artwork as well or walls, the – common or now a really nice current trend is the the floor mirrors as well. So yes. using three of those maybe side by side stacked behind the sofa is a great way to just quickly bang, cover a big piece of wall. And if you are in a small apartment, you can, that's also going to help you with the, the idea of a feeling or the illusion of a bigger space. Um, so getting some reflection um, from the mirrors going on as well. And you know what? Those mirrors these days don't need to cost a bomb no, either. Look, they are so I tell affordable. tell you what, there is, uh, there's so many on the market. Yes. Um, um, seven years ago you would have had to have had them custom made in yes. a steel frame, cost you an arm and a leg, and now, yeah, you can absolutely buy them anywhere. All and shapes and sizes. All shapes and sizes. Yep. Get your arches, curves, yep. rectangles, you name it. Um, there's... It's it's a really clever way of yep. of hiding a, a lot of wall, basically. Yes. And making a big impact mm. at the same time because it's just, especially with a really large mirror, I love, yeah, you know, I do tall, love them. rectangular mm. mirrors with a big wide frame. I just like, oh, yes, please. Yeah, not I mean, not the easiest to move in and out unless you go for a, a lightweight um, sort of aluminium frame that looks like steel, say, for instance. That's what so the movalists are for. Yeah, uh, yeah, we'll just leave them to <laughs> it. Actually, I had a friend, she helps me every time I move. Mm -hmm. um, I've sold, bought and sold a few times. And one of her things when you're moving is always make sure you put your, all your bedding in your car. Don't mm -hmm. send it out with the removalist. Mm -hmm. Make sure they set up the bed before they leave mm -hmm. so that at you can, the end of that day, once the bed is made, you can actually sleep in your own bed yes. and it'll just feel like heaven yep. after a full years, day of a moving. Full day of moving. It yes. sure does. Um, yeah. I actually have to admit I cheekily would 
spoil myself really, I would take all my bed linen, including the doona pillows yes. and things like that, I would go and drop it off at the laundromat before I moved and then would pick it all up and it would just be just fresh aired because often in small apartments you don't get the opportunity to really air out your That's you know, true. Yes. Your, your doonas and things like that. Um, and there was just, there's just no better, there is no better feeling than just going, A, not only did I not wash these, (laughs) (laughs) yes, but they, you know, smell and feel amazing. Everything is light and airy and everything's fresh and new. Like it feels like you've got brand new bed linen. Well, Alana, thank you so much for joining us today. You're welcome. Just those tips on finding your style, I think, and, and stuff that renters can do is really valuable to, you know, people who mightn't. Don't know where to go. Don't yeah. know what to do. Yeah, and um, I, you know, I guess that that's that's part of it as well is um the part of the journey in your home and whether you're starting out as a rental or and wherever life leads you. But you know, be conscious about those pieces. I suppose that you're collecting along the way, and I think definitely don't feel like you need to fill everything up straight, straight away. away yep. Um, because that's what life and your home is about, and your home will change, no yeah. doubt. But those pieces will always go with you. Um, well, I hope they do, and they don't end up on the on landfill. So you can you and see you can start with the yeah. best of block shells with planks of wood. Oh, absolutely! I've still got those. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> well, it's cool, yeah, again, isn't it? Yeah, springs is cool again. Best of blocks. That's mm. it. That's yep. it. They're totally back. See, everything <laughs> comes back. Where can our listeners find you? If you want to find out any more information, you can find me on Instagram, Alana Smith Designs, or uh, online, www.alanasmith.com.au. Yeah, and I do have a beautiful little studio space in Newport for anybody that's in the northern beaches of Sydney. Uh, feel free to pop in. We're a whole bunch of creative professionals making the world more beautiful. So, yeah, pop in and see us at Cove Creatives. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Better Real Estate. I really hope you've enjoyed it. We'll be back next week with another episode. Now, if you're really enjoying our show, please do us a favour, rate, review and subscribe. This will make it easier for other property lovers to find our podcast. Thanks.